0: Wait, do you guys like Pop-Tarts?
1: <laughs> so you were starting out earlier. <laughs> no, I just,
0: I just figured it would be a good banter. Um,
2: <coughs> I used to.
1: Yeah, not really. I think they're, they're so too overrated. dry. Yeah. I like the parts with the frosting on it. You just like take your teeth and scrape the frosting off the top of the Pop-Tart?
0: No, it's not an Oreo, but like I'll eat it backwards so that I taste the frosting. And oh, then you I'll turn I'll it upside down. It I'll, uh,
2: I'll break the edges off so I don't taste Really? You go that frosting. far? That's a lot of work, That's bro. like PBJ without the crust. That's, yeah, that's, that's too much work.
1: It's too much work, but it's good. You know, they sell like things that cut the, the bread perfectly so you don't have to cut around Oh, anymore. really? Yeah. Kind of like a banana slicer or whatever. That's cool. That's yeah, like, you just stick it, and it cuts the crust off. That's my, sick.
2: My grandpa got this cherry pit picker. Oh, okay. yeah? like It's this machine that you put the cherries in, and like you slam down the top, and it a picks machine. up... Yeah, and it gets all the pits out, and he's he was all excited about it. We kind of did, like, a makeshift cool. thing
1: of that at our house a few weeks ago. My wife was making, like, a cherry pie or something. So she got, like, a kid's, a kid's cup that has, like, a little sippy part, and then she got, like, a plastic straw oh. from one of her, like, travel mugs or whatever, and we were just, like, shoving the straw through into the kid's cup, and the pit would just fall in there. That's, That's creative. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. She's Mexican. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, the Mexican part of school, but with all this, uh, with all this discussion,
1: you know, she's breaking she... news on Bible Dingers Wait, News what? Network. So
0: appropriate, guys. We're talking about Pop Tarts, and I also want to bring up the fact that Ryan said he loves Taylor Swift. <laughs> I do love Taylor Swift. So, talking about Pop Tarts, this is a perfect place to go to Taylor Swift because her music I don't is know so why. sweet. Sure. Yeah, when I listen to her and album, it's good in the morning? I listen to The Frosting first. <laughs> uh, there is no frosting because the album's garbage.
2: Okay. Is that all you wanted to say about no, no, that? No, no, no. So, Are you guys going to argue right here?
0: Fake news, real news. Taylor Swift, you reminded me of some fake news or real news that I read. Okay. And uh, it's about Miley Cyrus. Okay. Which is similar to Pop-Tarts, you know. <laughs>
2: uh I have no idea where this is
0: going right now. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Pop-Tarts. Oh. But Miley Cyrus, fake news or real news, said she hates Trump so much that she would much rather America just get bombed by North Korea.
1: So fake news or real news? I can see that being real news. That is a tough one, though. I feel like most years are easy, but this well, one's tough.
0: Most celebrities are Democrats. Yeah, and they're really outspoken. And she's kind of outrageous. Not
2: even. No, that has to be fake. She's outrageous, but that's like outrageous. Yeah,
1: like is a terrible life really better than no life? Well,
0: I honestly think in context, she was obviously not being serious. Mm. Yeah, you know, if someone were to say that, that's like exaggeration to its fullest. Obviously, like I'm so hungry, I can eat a horse. Can you really eat a horse? Well, yes. knowing you, I'm so hungry, I can eat a Pop-Tart. I'm what? never really that quite hungry.
1: Hmm.
0: You know? I'm going to say real news. Fake. fake. It is. <sighs> it's fake. I don't know who to answer. I hate when this happens. Um, you I can guess answer, I'll go with sure. Yeah, just do both. I guess I'll go with Ryan. Really? I stopped you, baby. No way! How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yep. I got you, baby. That's fake. fake. Well, I'm so fake.
2: I'm speechless.
1: That's all fake, baby. Black, you,
2: that's a good thing. That's fake.
1: You made up a lie about my Miley Cyrus. I should have said Taylor Swift, but you would have definitely
0: knew it was fake. Yeah, I would she wouldn't know, do that. Because I'm a Swifty. Yeah, yeah you, you know everything Swiftie. she says. You like Swifters, you know? I like Swifters. Yeah, like my dog that I sent you a picture of.
1: What? I'm so lost right now, bro. I sent you a
0: picture of my dog that I got earlier. Like
1: oh. Okay. <laughs> What swifter? Nick was just sending me pictures of like a feather duster in (laughs) different in different positions so that it would look like a dog. (laughs) Like he was taking pictures of like his daughter petting it and stuff like that. He was like, "Bro, check out my new dog." I was like, "What is this?" (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm at work, and my wife sends me
0: these pictures and says, "Babe, we have a dog." And the first pic looked a little convincing, and I'm like. No, we don't have a dog. And then I thought it was so funny because she did it in like stages. She sent me a picture of it like this. Then she put it sideways. And then she just sent a picture of the stick with it. Mm. And I'm like, do you have that much time on your hands? <laughs> to the point where I just did it to Ryan. I thought it was funny. Because you had that
1: much time on your hands. It was yeah. a Swiffer?
0: <coughs> it was a Swifter the, duster. The duster yeah. yeah, she took it swifter? off. and like,
2: Just Swifter. My daughter
1: was holding <laughs> it like this. And it was hilarious.
2: Oh, just like that? Like this, right? Oh, just like yeah, that. for
1: all the listeners listening, he's holding it like this. <laughs> like this? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah.
0: <coughs> ain't no need for an introduction. <inaudible> no, no, no new Power our Cut away, swoopy, happy no hoopty. for the west, now they act like they knew me. You still on Suchi, there ain't no new me. I'm still the same, and you know that the crew did
2: my if I
0: see something I want I' take what's up guys as always I'm Nick I'm here with Ryan and Mark yep and this episode just in case this is the first time that you're listening if you just randomly clicked on Nehemiah This is the episode of Nehemiah But before we dive into the topic We always go through fake news or real news Have a little bit of laughs And we dive into the topic So don't get thrown off We know exactly what we're doing Um, This episode is about about Nehemiah But before we dive in I just want to I want to show you guys Our new soundbite That I'm really excited about (coughs) So (laughs) If you heard our previous (coughs) episode What was that on? Ezra. (laughs) Our our last episode was on Ezra. (laughs) And for whatever reason, Ryan thought that it was appropriate to use this sound. (laughs) And I just wanted to start the episode with that because. He said, What's the poipus? I said, What's the porpoise? The porpoise. The porpoise. And
1: that's that's a porpoise noise? He did a
0: dolphin noise.
1: Yeah.
0: So. You're going to be hearing that throughout this entire episode. Just letting you know. Okay. Because anyway.
1: when you find a joke, you just make sure. I, I'd it at home, baby. <laughs> you make sure we know what that joke is. Yep. You're
2: just asking people to turn the podcast off.
1: Absolutely. You're not actually going to hear it ever. <coughs> All right. So the title of the book of Nehemiah is, you ready for it? What? It is Nehemiah. Um, wow. <coughs> yes. Nihai. So The it's Japanese? nihai So the book is named after the main character, Nehemiah, and uh, his name means Jehovah Comforts. Hmm. Um, Nehemiah was originally a cupbearer to the king, and he then became the governor of Jerusalem for 14 years.
2: Isn't a cupbearer the guy who sees if there's poison in the drinks.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so cupbearers are dudes that would check the drink before it's given to the king. He would take a sip. Um and if the cupbearer dies then they wouldn't give that to the to the king. Mm, but if no. he lives it's all good. So if you could find a poison that lasted that yeah. didn't go into effect for like a day or two, <laughs> yeah. You He's could good. you could totally you poison the king, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so he became the governor of Jerusalem for 14 years. Um He is the one who led the third wave of Israelites back home to the promised land. Uh, And if you're not sure what I'm referring to, we've talked about the exile a few times. Uh, Hit up the Ezra episode to get some further description of it. But basically, the Israelites were in exile and there were three different waves of Israelites that came back to the promised land. Nehemiah led the third wave. Um, Zerubbabel led the first and Ezra led the second um, we also mentioned in the last episode that Ezra and Nehemiah are placed together as one book in a lot of the early translations of the Bible. Uh, and I'm not going to go too deep into that either. If you want to hear about that, also go back to the Ezra episode. <clears throat> but basically, the Septuagint has them together as Ezra's B, and uh, they were seen separated earliest by origin. Uh, and if you don't know who origin is, he's a third century Bible commentator and theologian. A lot of people think he was brilliant. A lot of people think he was crazy, uh, all around.
2: Oh, like Jesus. Yeah.
1: All around. He's like Jesus. Um, and then after that, you see them divided by the Latin Vulgate in the fourth century and the Vulgate calls it second Ezra. So that's something else to keep in mind. Confusing. Mm, A little bit. So because of that, a lot of people argue that they were originally separate books. Um, However, there are lists of people returning to Israel in both books. Ezra 2 and Nehemiah 7 are where the lists are at. And the lists are basically identical. So if they were one book, that's kind of an argument against it, that it seems kind of strange that the same exact list of people would be in the same book twice. So that leads some people to believe that they are supposed to be separated. Gotcha.
0: Bible dingers. dingers. So uh, next point we're going to talk about is the author and date of writing. Um, And as we just discussed, since there is a debate on whether or not Ezra and Nehemiah were originally one book, there is also some debate on the authorship. Um, People who believe they were originally one book ascribe authorship to Ezra, And those who believe they were originally separate believe that it was Nehemiah. Hmm. Um, The support that Ezra wrote it is based on the fact that it was originally one book, along with Ezra, along with some priestly tones. Um, The author mentioned the hand of the Lord several times throughout the book, and uh, Ezra was of ironic descent. Ironic descent? (laughs) Yeah, she was ironic. (laughs) Ironic. She, she. he, he was, he was uh, ironic, ironic from, A- yeah, A- from, from the line, A- line
1: A- of A- Aaron. A- A- Nick. Wait, oh, <laughs> I thought I thought Mark said Nick. I was just confused. Yeah,
0: the support that Nehemiah wrote it is based firstly on the belief that they weren't written separately, and secondly based on the first person language used in the majority of the book. The book about Nehemiah throughout chapters 1 through 7 and 12 through 13 consistently say, I did this or I did that. So the author obviously writes in first person. So that's supporting the idea that Nehemiah wrote the book. Um, Also, Ezra and Nehemiah were contemporaries. They knew each other. So no matter who wrote it, we know around when it was written. When? When is that, Nick? And uh, we're going to find out, baby. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. This is exciting stuff right here. <laughs> Nehemiah 1 says that it happened in the 20th year of Artaxerxes reign. Ooh, How you doing? first try, baby. Give me that. Give me that. How you doing? How are you How are you, are you doing? All right. I practiced that all week for that. Artaxerxes <laughs> reign was between 464 and 423 BC. And that places the start of the book somewhere around 444 BC. Mm, 444. Shout out Jay-Z. Yeah, that's who we want to shout out on this. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So then, from Jay Z, then the book spans out to Nehemiah's second term as governor, which likely began around 433 BC. Mm. Who's 433? Anybody? Um, I don't know the time. Maybe Jay Cole. There you go.
2: Jerome, Rome rome
0: <laughs> Oh, Hello. that's a throwback. We learned. We we talked so. So uh, another point is that places authorship of the book sometime during or after his second term as governor and it was likely written between 433 and 400 BC Nehemiah is the last chronological historical book of the Old Testament this wraps up Israel's history until we get to the New Testament hold yes. up
1: oh that's hold good up. Esther comes before wait oh yeah so chronologically Yes, Nehemiah is the last historical book. Although it is kind of a toss-up with Second Chronicles, some say that mm. Second Chronicles might have or Chronicles might have been finished bef- uh, after Nehemiah, but uh, it was probably Nehemiah. So yeah, that nothing happens between Nehemiah and Matthew. Wow.
0: Gotcha. For those of you that listen to us regularly, you know what's next, don't you? You guys know what's next. Not at all. This is the funnest, the most exciting, the most brilliant part of the show.
1: Fun. Don't point at me. (laughs) Fun
0: facts, baby. What a wind-up. I wish I could see it. I wish I could see my arms extend throughout
1: the room. Like Mr. Incredible. No, Mr. Fantastic. Sorry. Mrs. Incredible. Mr. Incredible is the strong one. Mrs. Incredible can reach her arms. You can call me Mrs. Incredible. Sure. All right. Fun facts. Are you ready? I got one, two, three, four, five, six fun facts. The first one is that the New Testament never quotes Nehemiah. The second one is that Esther was Artaxerxes' stepmother what which in turn she was is- a witch <laughs> she was a witch <laughs> on fact most stepmothers are <laughs> 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 i'm just kidding i love you stepmothers i mean i don't know you but you know he loves you <laughs> okay <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> esther was artaxerxes stepmother uh, which in turn is likely why he looked favorably on the Jewish people. Mm. And you'll find out the whole story behind that in the next episode. Uh, but he helped them as much as he could and helped Nehemiah with his journey back home as much as he could. So he highly favored the Jewish people, and it's probably because of Esther. Esther's role as a stepmother. Gotcha. She don't tell me what to do. Bruh. <laughs> You're not my real mom. bra Bruh. <laughs> Anyways, the next one is that um, the Egyptian documents from that time called the Elephantine Papyri, (laughs) um, they mentioned Nehemiah taking over as governor of Jerusalem, so we have some extra biblical support there of some Egyptian documents. You know what time it is? Hmm. It's Elephantine, baby.
2: (laughs) Elephantine Papyri. The Elephant Times. It's the elephant time, baby. The Egyptian newspaper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the elephant time. Alright,
1: the next one is um, the first seven chapters are all talking about Nehemiah's efforts to build a wall. <laughs> okay. Time so, to make
0: Nehemiah great again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Make <laughs> Israel great again. He, yeah, so... Um, Another fun fact is that he finished building the wall around Jerusalem in about 52 days. That's much faster than Trump. Mm. Yeah, it it still hasn't been built yet from what I understand. It has
2: in his mind. Oh. Well, that's how you know Trump doesn't read the Bible.
1: Well, we need to break down the walls and barriers of his mind.
2: Jericho. Whoa. Get right up in there. Dude, did you just think of that? (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
1: (laughs) From my 20 years of being in church. Wow. Um. And the last fun fact is, <laughs> you should just blurt out a fart at the end.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, the last, the last fun fact is that um <laughs> farts are funny. Anyways, we do have one more fun fact here. It's that along with Ezra. Malachi was also a contemporary of Nehemiah. So we see Ezra mentioned, we also see Malachi mentioned. You'll know who he is when we go through the prophet books and possibly Zechariah, uh, was a contemporary. Um, I mean, we know he was a contemporary, but we think that he got a shout out in the book of Nehemiah as well. It says something about Zechariah, but it's like, eh, it's a common name. Is it Zechariah from the Bible or is it just like Zach from down the street? Gotcha. All right, let's dive into the outline of the book. It's the most exciting part
0: of the episode. Um, And like Ryan, I'd like to show you when we start what the book is divided into. And it's divided into two parts. And that is the fortification of Jerusalem in chapters 1. Through seven, and then the restoration of the Jews in chapters eight through thirteen. Um, if you got this far, and you're in this book, the good news is most of these books are shorter, and they're way that's the way easier to read. News. Yeah, the way easier to read. Thank God. And they're not as heavy, um, but there is some good information in these. So the book starts with the return under Nehemiah in chapters one and two, and that's when the news concerning Jerusalem in chapter one. The people who returned to Jerusalem from exile were distressed, and the wall and gates around Jerusalem were broken down and burned. And then as a result, we see Nehemiah's response in chapter 1, 4 through 11, and that's very similar to what, uh, Jeremiah?
1: Yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah in the
0: previous book, Mm -hmm. um, he was weeping and praying um, when, of course, Israel was in distress. He was lamenting. Yeah, it was a lament. I don't. Anyway, in uh, in this section, Nehemiah was weeping and praying for God's restoration, um, and then the request of Nehemiah in chapter two, and he asks he asks Artaxerxes if he could return to Judah to rebuild it.
2: And guess what? Guess he what? He said yes. What? He likes the Jews. E- what? He said yes. I love Jews. That's what he. he said. He said
1: yes.
0: I love the Jewish people. <laughs> How you doing? If uh, if he had a, you know, if I could hear his voice, I'm pretty sure he would sound just like that. Yeah, mm. that's you know, a
2: good old college effort.
0: I love the Jewish people, the matzah ball soup. Yeah. Anyway, Artaxerxes said yes, and then in chapter two, nine through twenty, we have the return to Jerusalem, and that's on his way back. He was insulted and questioned by. Um, San Sanballat, uh, I would say
1: Sanballat, Sanballat, just because I love that movie. He
0: didn't San a lot, little. He San a <laughs> <The sand lot. laughs> How you doing? <laughs> All right. He was insulted and questioned by Sanballat the Hornite, and uh, Tobiah the Ammonite and Jessam the Arab. He's he's the normal one. Yeah. Just the Arab. Um. And Nehemiah told the people that they were going to rebu- rebuild Jerusalem. And told the haters to get the step in. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I love how you just read my <laughs> jokes of on the outline
2: just directly. And he told the haters <laughs> to get a step in.
1: <laughs> and then I, following that. Listen. <laughs> get that coming out of my face! I did that smoothly, bro. Oh, is that you telling me to do the next section? I did that smoothly. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> chapter three through the beginning of chapter seven is where they start rebuilding the walls. It goes over the workers and their work in chapter 3. And that's basically, it just lists out who did what in order to rebuild Jerusalem. And then following that in chapter 4, it starts talking about the opposition to the work that happens. Um, And that's the crew from earlier, the Geshem the Arab and Sanballat the Horonite and all these people. Um, They were just insulting the Israelites and they were threatening them. Um, And they were planning to attack the people who were rebuilding Jerusalem. So Nehemiah had guards posted everywhere and all the workers had to carry swords in response to the threats and stuff like that. Um, and then following that in chapter five, we see that problems arise between the workers as well. So, yeah. So in chapter four, there's the opposition from the outside. And then in chapter five, there's kind of problems from the inside. Um, And what happened was the higher ups in Israel were charging the people who had a lot of kids or expenses uh, interest on their loans, basically. So the law is that Israelites are not supposed to charge other Israelites interest. uh, And there were people who didn't have a lot of money. Specifically, it talks about people in this chapter that have a lot of kids and a lot of expenses um, and they couldn't afford the interest. Um, So because of that, Nehemiah gathered everyone and required that no one charge interest anymore. Um, And so he also did not collect a governor's tax in order to make things easier on the people who didn't have a lot of money. Um, And also on top of that, it just talks about how he had people over to his house to eat all the time. Uh, And I don't just mean like a couple people. I mean, like 100 people at a time he'd bring in and uh, he would just feed everybody to make sure everybody was fed that everybody had money, uh, and he was just a, a, a good leader, I guess you could say. Wow. Um, so that was in chapters 4 and chapters 5. Um, after that, in the beginning of chapter 6, we see that there are some personal attacks against Nehemiah himself, uh, and that's the same group of guys from earlier that were threatening all of the Israelites. Um, they're threatening Nehemiah now by saying that they were going to tell the king, who is Artaxerxes, um, that Nehemiah is starting a revolt and that he's going to proclaim himself king over Israel. Um, so they were threatening that and basically Nehemiah was like, I don't care, tell him whatever you want. And um, then the end of chapter 6 into the beginning of chapter 7, it just talks about the completion of the work. So they finished building that wall. Finally, in chapter 7, you see the record of the people who returned, and that uh, that's a good seventy verses that just lists people that returned. Oof! And that is what I mentioned earlier. That is the identical list that you find in Ezra. Mm. That's at the end of chapter seven in Nehemiah. So that is the first major section of the book of Nehemiah. The second major section is the restoration of the Jews, and that's in chapters eight through thirteen.
0: Right. In chapters 8 through 10, we see the renewed commitment to the Mosaic covenant, and that's the gathering of the people to hear scripture in chapter 8, and that's when Ezra gathered the people together to read the law of God. Everyone loved it. They loved it. Hmm. They really, really loved it. Oh. <laughs> okay. And then another point is the prayer of the people in chapter 9. This was an account of Israel's history and how God remained faithful, forgiving, and loving through it all, as he always does. Um, And they realized that generations of people had been stubborn and resisted God and were calling on God to forgive them and to free them from their current troubles. Mm. In chapter 10, we see the renewed commitment of the people, and that's when they sign an oath to follow God's law.
1: Yeah, so uh, in the first portion of Nehemiah, I guess you see the rebuilding of the physical structures in Israel and Jerusalem and stuff, and then this part of Nehemiah is kind of the rebuilding of the people, so kind of uh, setting them on the right path for the future, you know, reinstating the Mosaic Law, um, the people renewing their commitment, the people praying for forgiveness for their past sins and Mm -hmm. praying that they would be set on the right path in the future. Uh, And you see that throughout the rest of the book.
0: Then in chapter 11 and 12, chapters 11 through 12, we see and learn about the residents of the land. and Just genealogies? Yep. This is all genealogies. The residents of Jerusalem in chapter 11. Or more so, I think genealogies are like... This person begot this person, yeah, begot yeah. this person. This is more so just like a list of this, people. Yeah, a list of people. Yeah. So we see the resident. So mostly in chapter eleven, we see the residents of Jerusalem and the residents of the outlying towns. And then in chapters twelve, we in chapter twelve we see the priests and the Levites. Um and and later on in chapter twelve, we see the dedication of the wall. This is a cool part. I like this part. Yeah. And that's when Ezra led the charge of having lots of of choirs and people leading music and singing praises to God. Also, they made provisions for people to be full-time music leaders and worshipers. They collected food and
1: other provisions for the musicians and choir leaders. Yeah, so that was like a requirement of the law before, uh, but that's just one out of a thousand things that Mm -hmm. Israel fell away from. Um, There was musicians and choir leaders that were just out there, you know, working jobs and then like for free just volunteering to lead the choir and lead the music for Israel. So um, Nehemiah and Ezra made it a requirement for the for the people of Israel to start providing for the worshipers and the choir leaders and stuff like that so that they could do it full-time. And, um, yeah, I just think this section is cool just because it's like Ezra had this big party, basically, and he had – choirs and bands basically all over jerusalem just like praising god and leading songs and stuff like that so it was pretty cool ezra or nehemiah ezra nehemiah was like the governor ezra was more like the spiritual leader Mm. so it'd be nice if
2: we most churches did still like pay their musicians full time yeah it's hard to do the bigger ones do i think but uh,
1: yeah Mm -hmm. but most don't it's just not easy not really feasible yeah Especially with all the musicians you need in your band now. Yeah. Three guitar players. And they all have to be oh, good, too. Yeah. Yeah. A bass player. Two keyboard players. A drummer and a percussionist. Drummer, percussionist. Four lead singers. It's like Yeah, five mm. singers. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I think the bigger, the better when it comes to bands. Fun. I think that's what they had I think worship, back be back worship music.
2: Worship, I think.
1: What, did it think.
0: what do you think they used for guitars back then? they just air-guitared.
2: You think everybody was playing and like
0: the harp and stuff? They actually had something called the Liar, liar. liar. which is similar to a guitar. No. Oh. Are you lying to me? That's what they Ah. said. Ah. That's what they said. The congregation (laughs) looked at the worship team and was like...
1: Are you lying to me? Whenever the guys were playing the The Liar. liar. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that was chapter 12. um, And then continuing on into chapter 13, which is the last chapter, unfortunately... Um, this is just the reforms that were instituted by Nehemiah, who is the governor. Um, so right off the bat in pure Donald Trump form, cause he's building the wall. Chapter 13 verses one through three is his reform to exclude foreigners. <laughs> That's in the Bible. Okay. So you guys but isn't with that it against the mosaic I'm law. I'm not going to expound on that. Okay. So don't put me in a corner, Mark.
2: Welcome to Sorgeners.
1: Are you doing a Donald Trump impression right now? No, that would
2: be
0: this. He was talking with with his hands, and I thought he was doing a Trump impression. Anyway, so yeah, Nehemiah
1: is very Trumpy in his attitude. Um, He built the wall, then he excluded foreigners in chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Then in chapter 13, verse 4 through 9 is the expulsion of Tobiah, Um. And Tobiah was basically a dude who was living in the place where the temple articles were supposed to be held. Um, So things like the offerings and the incense and stuff were supposed to be kept in there. But Tobiah was just, like, crashing there. He was like, you know what? This looks like a good place for me to live.
2: Everybody knows it, Tobiah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Tobiah got kicked out of the uh, church closet. Um, And then in verses 10 through 14 nehemiah instituted a revival of tithing um and this kind of happened in chapter 12 too and ezra kind of led the charge there but here is um where nehemiah kind of made it law that the levites and musicians weren't being taken care of so he reinstated the tithe in order to take care of them um because they had gone back to working for themselves and working full-time so He reinstituted tithing so that the Israelites would take care of the musicians, so on and so forth. Hmm. After that, in verses 15 through 22, we see the reinstatement of the Sabbath. Um, And then in verses 23 through 29, we see the rebuke of mixed marriages. So basically, Nehemiah went crazy on people who married people from other countries, and uh, he beat them up and stuff, Hmm. people that married other. People that married foreigners. So
2: Ezra also had an issue with those people, but he didn't... He just told them to leave. Yeah. He didn't beat them up. Yeah. Nehemiah was,
1: like, threatening people. He was beating people up because of it. Um, And he... And his reasoning behind it and what he said, why he was doing it, is because that's that's why Solomon fell. Hmm. Because he would fall in love with foreign women and marry them or whatever. So, again... Nehemiah well, a little over the top, maybe?
2: It is why Solomon fell, but I don't think that warrants not really. the violence. Yeah. So, um, I guess. But not he, really. What, for Solomon?
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that he was marrying people from other countries. It was just that he was marrying people who were well, worshipping other gods from other countries. Yeah, he was hevi- yeah, sure.
2: heavily, yeah. Hev- heavily influenced by his foreign wives. Yeah. 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 The problem is
1: not nationality. The problem is the... The traditions lifestyle. behind that. Yeah, the lifestyle naturally. that these people were bringing over. Yeah. <clears throat> so although maybe the things they were bringing over were bad, that doesn't necessarily mean that Nehemiah should have beat people up and stuff yeah, over yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And like we've mentioned in other episodes, just because it happens in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean that God condones it or promotes it or anything like that. The historical books are just telling what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of finishes out the reforms and then there's, uh, verses 30 and 31. And that's really just a summary of Nehemiah's reforms. If you weren't paying attention for the first, you know, 40 verses. Gotcha. And that's it. That's the book of Nehemiah. What'd you guys take away?
2: Shorty. Shorty. Okay. Shorty. Violent. Violent. Yep. Trump.
1: Trump. Yeah. Prayer. Prayer is important. Prayer is important. I think
0: that's a general purpose of the book, really, Mm. that God answers prayers. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you learned a little something, you know, we don't want you to just uh, listen to our episode and never dive into your Bible. We encourage you to open up your Bibles, read the book of Nehemiah and verify what we're teaching you. Um, But anyway, get on social media and follow us at Bible Dingers. It's across the board, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Okay, we are there. But if you have any questions about the Bible, you can email us at BibleDingers at gmail.com. But while you're on our social media, if you know, our regular listeners definitely know where I'm going here.
1: <laughs> we set it up. When at the you're end. on our
0: page <laughs> and you're scrolling through, make sure, you know, that you do what, Ryan?
1: Oh, you want me to what hit are the May
0: likes? What are you doing? Just give me the likes. Don't pass and scroll. Don't pass the scroll. Hit follow. Hit subscribe, hit like, hit whatever it takes to follow, whatever we're doing next, because I know you're excited about it. Ding on.
2: like everything, you know, everything except country, me too. And I ain't never gave it a shot, but you said it was so figured it's true. Fast forward, 20 years later, you might catch me bumping Kenny Rogers in the player. I got a little older for my own opinion. Stop letting other people do my own thinking. Sometimes I wonder how many things I pass by.